Welcome to Mysterious Goings-On. I'm J. Alexander Greenwood. You can call me Alex. You know what? I'm often not a nice person. No, it's true. It's true. No, I appreciate your protestations as you sit there with your iPhone or iPod or Zune or other listening device saying, No, no, Alex, you're a very nice person. Well, yes and no. Um... I think I'm a nice person in the sense that I don't like to hurt people's feelings. I think I'm a nice person in the sense that um, I don't go out of my way to cause harm to others, that sort of thing. I, you know, I don't speed in school zones. But as a writer, um, I'm not always a nice person, and I'll tell you why. If you go to Amazon.com and you look up the reviews for Pilot's Cross, my first book, which deserves some pretty tart reviews because it's the first book. What do you want? Then the second book, Pilot's Key, which is actually critically acclaimed and sold quite well and has a lot of fans, well, relative to fans <laughs> who like my stuff. But uh, if you go and look, there are a couple of reviews by the same person, one for each book, that I don't even remember exactly what they say, but they basically, the, the tenor of it is I'm not a nice person. And the reason why is because my books contain bad language. That's right, bad language. In other words, and uh, cover your ears, kids. Whatever the seven words George Carlin said. I don't use them all, but they're, they're in there one way or another in my fiction. Uh, I figured up that I've written, uh, well, I'm getting up to at least... Uh, half a million words that are published and a fair amount of those words are not very nice I guess when I say not nice I mean not nice in the sense that that kind of word not the kind of words you would use in polite mixed company so you know I'm not a nice person I guess <laughs> but here's the other thing I I remember thinking about this quite a bit and I wrote about this a while back I wrote about this last year this not nice person thing, though, really can stick with you, um, irrespective of what this reviewer wrote. And I just think this is a very prude person who really, uh, who also said they didn't finish the books because as soon as they found a swear word, they closed the book. And my thinking is, then why go to the trouble of reviewing it? But that's another that's another discussion for another day. But uh, I just remember writing about this, and uh, I, uh, because I'll admit, um, there have been certain subjects, concepts not language so much, but subjects and concepts that maybe I've been afraid to write about for a variety of reasons. I'll just say it. Sometimes I hold back with what I write in my fiction, and it's cowardly. To be honest about what you're writing, you have to write stuff that may offend people's politics, morality, religiosity, sense of civility, and sexuality. Now, if I play it safe, avoiding offending readers by depicting characters and situations they may find offensive, then I'm not telling the truth and I don't deserve a reader's money and time. Real life is seldom like Disney World. Real life is what goes on behind the scenes at Disney World. I love Disney World. I go there. I've been there several times. I have a young daughter. 
and I love it as much as she does. I never thought I would say that, but I had a daughter a little later in life than a lot of people, and uh, you know, I was pretty cynical about the whole Disney thing, and it's easy to be cynical about Disney. I understand that. If you're a big corporatist uh, uh, foe and you think that they're you know, inflicting a Disney culture on the world, well, you might have a point, but I don't care. When I go there, I see unmitigated glee in my daughter's eyes, and I can be at a place where I'm not worrying much about work or writing or anything else. I'm just in the moment with my kid. So I love Disney World. But... It doesn't stop me from thinking as I walk down their Main Street USA or they're in through their castles or whatever, and you see these uh, very beautiful young ladies dressed as princesses, and you just have to wonder, you know, what are these ladies like when they're not in those outfits, or what are they like, you know, when they're behind the scenes and away from the eyes of children? What goes on behind the scenes at Disney World? Well, Stephen King, who, if you haven't read Stephen King's on writing, then you need to if you're a writer, and if you love Stephen King and want to know what makes him tick, this is a great book. He wrote... Quote, if you expect to succeed as a writer, rudeness should be the second to least of your concerns. The least of all should be polite society and what it expects. If you intend to write as truthfully as you can, your days as a member of polite society are numbered anyway. He's got a great point, doesn't he? If you write, um, I've, got a, I've got friends who write wonderful mystery and horror and suspense and better than me, and they're so fearless. I, I mean, you know, they'll write about sex and bizarre practices in that regard. They'll write about some fairly grisly murders. You may have heard a previous podcast of mine about guns where I've had real issues writing about um, using guns. And that's an area I censor myself in. Uh, I'm still working on all that. You know, I I think the thing about, uh, we'll leave the guns to to the previous podcast. You can listen to that. I think that's uh, chapter two in this series. Um, but uh, I'll admit, <laughs> there are times um, when I write like a scene with, with sex in it or a scene that involves maybe a particularly perverse concept. Um, I often read it and write it and think, or write it and then read it and think, gosh, what would my mother think, you know, who, who does read my books and, or my dad think, you know, who I've never but heard use a swear word, but twice in my whole time of knowing him, my whole life, I've only heard him swear with a serious swear word twice. I mean, you know, as I close in on my, uh, on a rather momentous decade coming up, I think I should, uh, take Stephen King's advice and quit trying so hard to, uh, be a member of polite society. Um, quit worrying about what people are going to think of me personally. You know, I even used to think, oh gosh, do people think the sex scenes are about me and my wife? Do they think it's about me and someone besides my wife, which is even worse? And it's like, no, you know, this is this is writing. This is blue sky. This is this is mining the soul. This is mining the imagination for for stories to entertain people. And you know, if you want to read books that have no swear words and no sex and no perverse human uh, avarice, uh, no greed, no jealousy, then you, you really don't want to read about humans. You, you want to read about Disney. And that's okay, too. It's just that I don't write very well about Disney World. Love to go, though. Really love to go. And maybe I'll see you there. I mean, it's a, it's a small world, after all. <laughs> I couldn't resist. All right. I think that's the end of this chapter. What do you think? Mysterious dot libsyn l-i-b-s-y-n dot com and you can leave comments or you can track me down on the twitter at a underscore greenwood or go leave a comment on uh, the blog clues on my website pilotscross.com and in particular if you want to, to leave a comment about this podcast you can go to behind the scenes at disney world uh, that's a june 18th 2015 
posting I did that I've really expanded on today. I'll start posting blog posts on pilotscross.com about each of these episodes or these chapters, as I call them, of Mysterious Goings On. I've just been really busy and kind of started this thing as a lark. And I have to be honest, I'm surprised at how many downloads we've already had. So it's uh, it's taken off and I need to stick with it. But uh, again, um, the lessons lessons learned. Don't be cowardly. Don't worry about being a nice person and a member of polite society. Just be true to your art. Be true to who you are when you're writing. All right? Sound good to you? Sound good to me. And if you want to read some of my writing, pilotscross.com is a good place to start. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iBooks. I'm all over the place. Thanks so much for listening, and especially thank you for reading. We'll talk to you next time. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.